chapter two of around the world with the children by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b chapter two we go to the cold lands let us go this morning to visit some of our brothers and sisters of the cold lands the people called eskimos live in lands that are very cold we will visit them their homes are far away in the northern part of the world by looking at the globe we can see where they are how shall we go to eskimo land it is so far away that no one can walk there it is so far that it would take us days and weeks if we could use cars and steamships but there are no railways in eskimo land and near the shore the ocean is covered with ice for most of the year so that ships cannot make their way through let us however pretend we are there we put on our winter clothes then we shut our eyes and try to believe that we have flown in an airship to the northern part of the world now we open them behold we are in eskimo land how cold it is we have put on thick furs but jack frost is biting our noses and our breath comes forth like steam the sun is shining but it is so pale that we can look at it without blinking its rays are not warm at this time of the year it is low down in the sky and can be seen only a few hours each day is this not a strange land everywhere we turn we see snow and ice the mountains are white and the low bushes on them are loaded with snow on the plains there is no ground to be seen where the snow has been blown off by the wind we see only thick silver gray moss the earth below the moss is frozen many feet deep the rivers are frozen and the ice covers the ocean far out from the land this is so everywhere in eskimo land during more than half of the year in the short summer only the snow melts and flowers and grass come ikwa and tuki as we stand in the snow we see a white mound some distance away it is twice as high as our heads and it looks like half of a mighty snowball not far away are some furry creatures rolling about they are playing with four big shaggy dogs we hear them laugh and shout those are eskimo children and the white mound is one of their winter houses it is made of snow blocks which have been cut out and piled up in a ring the ring grows smaller and smaller as the house rises until at last a round block of snow forms the top the cracks are then filled with loose snow and all is soon frozen hard now we are closer to the children and we can see their rosy yellow faces peeping out from their thick fur clothes their slanting black eyes are twinkling with fun their white teeth shine as they throw back the long black hair from their faces they roar with laughter as they romp with the dogs in the snow the eskimos are a merry people and they laugh a great deal at length the children see us they drive the dogs back and come towards us the boy tells us his name is ikwa and that the child beside him is tuki his sister both are dressed in thick furs both wear fur coats called parkas with hoods sewed to the back tuki has the same kind of long fur boots and trousers that her brother wears they show us how they can draw their hoods together over their faces when the weather is bitter cold by pulling a string they can make them so tight that only a crack is left through which they can see the children ask us if we should like a ride over the snow they call up their dogs and hitch them to a long low sled the sled has runners made of pieces of wood and bone tied together with skin strings the harness is made of strips of rawhide 
cut from the skins of wild animals iqua has a long whip of sealskin the dogs gallop with us down to the ocean iqua and tuki race along with them over the ice and then bring us back to the house and ask us to enter we look for the door there is none such as our houses have but iqua and tuki lead the way to a thin block of ice leaning against a snowdrift they pull down the block and show us a hole in the snow the block is the door and the hole is the entrance to a tunnel that leads into the house the eskimo children then pull their hoods over their heads they get down on their hands and knees and crawl into the tunnel we get down on our hands and knees and crawl after them we soon find out why they pulled up their hoods over their heads for some snow from the roof of the tunnel falls down on our necks now we are inside the house what a queer home to live in iqua calls it an igloo it seems as if we were inside the half of a large eggshell the walls and floor are of snow and a long ledge across one side of the room is built up of snow it is covered with many soft skins of seals polar bears and reindeer or caribou that snow ledge is the bed on which all sleep at night it is also the sitting place in the daytime the light comes in through a piece of thin white skin which is frozen tight in its place over a hole in the ice wall the skin has come from the inside of a whale an eskimo family can build a snow house in an hour or two after living in one place a few days they may move on and build another igloo where the hunting or fishing is better but most of the time in the long winters they live in a hut of the same shape partly underground this hut is made of stones earth snow and skins the air is warm in our eskimo house although there is no stove to be seen in place of a stove there is a big bowl made of stone in which seal oil is burning this forms a lamp which is used for cooking and for warming the house the flame comes from a ring of dried moss that runs around the inside of the bowl the moss is the wick of the lamp the flame makes a great smoke and the soot falls upon us our hands and faces are soon smutty and so are iquas and tukis close of the eskimos after we have been a short while in the igloo the father and mother crawl in they are dressed in furs like the children the father drags a big seal behind him he has just caught it through a hole in the ice tuki and iqua shout when they see it for the seal means a good dinner the father drops the seal on the floor he then takes off most of his clothes iqua and tuki take off their clothes too for the eskimos go almost naked when inside the house we now see that each person wears two suits one over the other the outer suit is made with the fur outside the other suit is finer it is made of soft skin with the fur inward iqua's inside trousers and stockings are made of the skin of a young reindeer tuki's inside parka is of bird skins before tuki throws her clothing aside she takes some things out of her pockets see her pockets are two pouches sewed to the shoulders of her outside parka and two little bags one sewed on each of her boots when the pockets are full they make her seem very large now look at the mother who is standing beside us her parka has a great lump on the shoulders she turns around and we see that the lump is a baby its red face is peeping out of the fur behind its mother's neck when it wakes up and sees us it does not know whether to laugh or cry an eskimo baby is always carried that way the mother's coat is made very full 
and it has a long bag of soft fur at the back the little one is put into the bag and held up by a belt which its mother has tied tightly around her waist sometimes the baby lies naked in the soft fur sometimes it wears only a little fur shirt and a cap an eskimo dinner while we play with the baby the mother skins the seal and boils the meat over the lamp she uses a pot half filled with snow water she has had to melt snow to get water for there is no rain and all the springs and small streams are frozen but see the mother is stirring the pot with a long piece of whalebone the water is boiling and the fat seal meat bobs up and down she has poured the blood of the seal into the pot and the stew is now as thick as pea soup tuki lays some skins on the floor and we sit down upon them around the pot and eat dinner we use our fingers to put the seal meat into our mouths and to hold the bones while gnawing the flesh off our friends give us the pieces that have the most fat the eskimos like fat because fat meat helps to keep them warm there is no salt in the soup and none is used in the cooking the eskimos eat little else than meat and they do not like salt after the meat is all gone we drink the soup from cups made of the horns of musk oxen we then finish our meal with some berries which the eskimos have dried during the short summer season the eskimos often make pemmican this is dried reindeer meat ground to a powder and then mixed with fat it will keep good a long time they use the flesh of the bear the fox the wolf and the muskrat for food and they sometimes catch beavers and wild birds and eat them in the short summer wild currants blueberries and strawberries are found here and there the eskimos dry the blueberries and store them away they also dry meat and fish for winter use now and then they kill a walrus and sometimes a whale the whales are so big that one will supply the winter food for many eskimos long nights and long days after our meal we go out of the igloo and find that the sun has gone down it is only two o'clock in the afternoon and tuki tells us that night has begun and the sun will not rise again until ten o'clock the next morning still it is not dark the twilight lasts a long long time after sunset and it will begin again long before sunrise it is now winter in the cold lands and the sun shines but a few hours each day we see the dogs at the back of the hut each dog has curled himself round like a ball with his nose hidden under his great bushy tail the children harness them to the sleds and we take a merry ride over the ice and snow we play games and run races we hitch one another to the sleds and play horse the eskimos call it playing dog they have never seen any kind of horse after a while we crawl back into the igloo we sit down on the skins and ikwa's father tells us that the days are growing shorter soon the sun will not rise at all and we shall have night all the time for several weeks when daylight comes again it will be at first for only a few minutes a day then the days will grow longer and longer and the nights will grow shorter and shorter by and by when summer comes there will be darkness for only two or three hours in each twenty-four a little later there will be no night at all for the sun will shine all the time during that season ikwa and tuki can sleep in the light as soundly as we do in the darkness as the summer comes on in eskimo land the sun's rays grow warmer and part of the time it is hot then the snow melts except high up in the mountains the ice breaks up on the rivers and fields of ice blocks float crashing down to the ocean 
in midsummer this cold northern part of the world is wonderfully beautiful the bright warm sun causes plants to spring up there is green moss on the lowlands the banks of the rivers and the sides of the mountains are covered with wild flowers there are wild roses dandelions wild peas and blue violets there are buttercups and forget-me-nots the grass grows fast in the long sunlight later in the season there are wild blueberries cranberries strawberries raspberries salmon berries and currants the eskimos go out in boats to catch fish they have one kind of boat which they call the kayak it is made of wood and bone covered with skins in the top of the boat is a hole in which an eskimo sits and paddles ikwa shows us his kayak when he sits in it the cover is so tight around his waist that he can turn over and over with the boat he does this so quickly that only a little water gets in there is plenty of game in the summer and the children help their parents in shooting and trapping there are wild birds that come to eat the berries and there are deer and other animals that feed on the grass moss and bushes there are also mosquitoes and gnats and the air seems full of living things flying about in the summer of course there are no snow houses the underground huts are damp when the ground thaws then the eskimos live in tents made of sealskins such a house is called a topek in summer the eskimos often sleep out of doors the warm weather lasts for several months then the sun begins to drop lower and lower the days grow shorter and shorter and soon the country once more has its long nights jack frost comes again and the eskimos move back to their huts of earth and stones but when they go traveling they build igloos of snow like the one we are now in we go a-hunting it is morning again we have slept soundly between the soft skins on the snow ledge the sun is lighting up the snow house the rays come in through the little window of skin another short day has begun ikwa's father tells us he is going to hunt seal and that he will take us and ikwa and tuki along the dogs are harnessed to the sled and we are soon gliding over the ice and snow the seals swim about in the water under the ice but they must have air to breathe so they break holes in the ice with their noses and come to these holes now and then sometimes they crawl out through them and lie on the ice they hide their little seals under the snow on the ice near the holes ikwa's father knows where some of these breathing holes are he points out one and then makes us stay back and keep quiet while he stands near it with his spear in his hand by and by the water in the hole moves and a white nose pokes its way through the eskimo throws his spear and it goes deep into the seal it catches in the flesh like a fish hook there is a long skin line tied to the spear and the man has the other end of this line in his hand we all catch hold of the line and help him drag the seal out on the ice the big animal flaps its tail and struggles to get away on its flippers ikwa's father calls out to us to keep the line tight then with a bone club he strikes the seal on the nose and kills it it is a fine fat seal covered with silver gray fur we bring up the dogs and load it on the sled on the way back home we overtake ikwa's mother she has hooked two large fishes through a hole in the ice she is also a beautiful fox in one of her traps as we feel the soft fur of the fox we wonder whether its skin will not be sent to our country perhaps it may be made into a warm muff we put the fox and the fishes on our sled and ikwa's father cracks his long whip the dogs start off with a howl we follow behind and are soon back again in our little snow home during our stay in this cold land of the far north 
we go hunting or fishing almost every day one morning we see several walruses on the ice not far from the shore these animals look a little like seals but each is as big as an ox the walrus has a great head and a wide mouth with a long tusk hanging down on each side his tusks are as big around as a man's wrists and about two feet in length he uses them to break the ice the tusks are of ivory and bring a good price a walrus has so much meat on him that a single one will make a meal for a whole village at another time we see a white polar bear in the distance and run to tell Iqua's father the eskimos set out to hunt it but it has too long a start and they do not catch it we see also musk oxen and herds of caribou which look much like reindeer the children tell us much about the habits of the wild animals Iqua has learned how to hunt and tuki knows how the skins and furs should be cured so that they can be made into clothing this is a part of their education there are no schools in these far-away cold lands the children do not know how to read or write although they can carve figures on ivory and make pictures on pieces of skin toys and games in the cold lands the eskimo children are fond of sports they are as strong as we are and can run quite as fast if one of our boys should wrestle with Iqua, he would soon find himself flat on his back in the snow with a furry face looking at him out of its black twinkling eyes Iqua brings out his bow and arrows and the boys shoot at a mark they throw spears and play at seal hunting they also play at deer shooting this is great fun our friends have many deer horns from the animals their parents have killed they stick these deer horns in two rows in the snow on the side of a hill then they drag their sleds to the top and coast down between the rows shooting at the horns with their bows and arrows as they fly past they try to hit as many horns as they can and sometimes they turn around and shoot back in this game they play that the deer horns are really live animals and the one who shoots the most deer wins the game Iqua can stand upright on his sled and shoot as he coasts down the hill he always hits two or three deer on the way these children have another game which they often play inside the igloo during the long winter nights this is the pin and stick game the stick is of bone it has many holes in the sides a string is tied to it and there is an ivory pin at the other end of the string the game is to swing the stick up by the string and catch it on the pin in one of the holes when it comes down we try again and again but we cannot get the pin in the holes when Iqua plays he catches the stick almost every time tuki keeps her playthings in the pockets on her shoulders or in those in her boots she has a toy woodpecker on a quill which she makes peck by pulling a string and also a toy bear and two toy dogs harnessed by their tails to a sled all of tuki's playthings are made of bone the eskimo girls have much fun when they play housekeeping together tuki shows us how she can dress and undress her doll and what a funny baby tuki's doll is its body is a piece of walrus tusk her father has carved out a head at one end of the tusk and put in a black line for the mouth and two black dots for eyes the doll has a pair of bone legs with boots of fox skin and trousers of fur it has a little fur coat with a hood just like the one tuki wears its home is a pouch inside tuki's coat and she carries it wherever she goes our trade with the eskimos we have gone with Iqua and his family to their home in an eskimo village on the shore of the ocean there is great excitement here this morning 
a trading ship is fast in the ice not far away it is manned by americans who have come to these cold lands of the north to shoot whales and to trade they have knives fish hooks needles axes and guns they have cloth of bright colors glass beads pocket mirrors and other things which are the delight of our fur-clad brothers and sisters our eskimo friends bring out their beaver skins and fox skins and skins of muskrat mink and other wild animals they load them on the sleds and drive the dogs down to the ship this is the first time they have ever seen so large a ship or one that has so many goods and they are anxious to trade tuki's mother wants to get thread and cloth and needles of steel she says that our needles are better than the bone needles of eskimo land and that our cloth is easy to sew all of the skins used for clothing have to be chewed soft to allow the bone needles to go through the chewing is done by the women it takes so long that tuki has to work a whole week to make one suit for her doll ikwa trades a white fox skin for a hatchet and a four-bladed knife and tuki gets a looking-glass and a piece of red ribbon for some bird skins she has cured ikwa's father gets many kinds of goods in exchange for his stock of furs the eskimos are delighted with their new tools and supplies and the sailors are glad to get so many fine skins the ship will carry the skins to the united states and perhaps the furs that we shall wear next winter will be made of these very skins end of chapter two